sipping on some tea right now. I got a little time to kill. So hopefully we get some people in the room, talk some MMA, talk some future events. All right. All right. We got Beakrum in the room. What's up, Beakrum? Hey, man, did you see the fights yesterday? Um, first of all, I hope you're well, my brother. Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday I was like hanging out with family. Uh, I was out of state. and But I did catch the main event, though. So, um, yeah, man, that one pretty much went as expected. Um, Islam Makachev is a beast, you know? <clears throat> All right, we got uh, James Vlock, Slava, Ukraine. Yeah, man. Uh, pretty sad stuff going on in Ukraine, James. Um, what's going on, Harvey? I don't know what else. I don't know what to really say about it, man. It's it's just uh, sad. It's very sad. It's tragic. You know, I said this on the other live. I'm like, how are we in 2022 and we still have people, you know, going to war, killing each other? And you can't settle your differences without, you know, violence and, and death and stuff like that. And um, it's absurd to me. It's absolutely crazy. And I know the people in Russia, they don't want to go to war with Ukraine. You know, <clears throat> they don't want to kill Ukrainians. But it's like they really have no control. I mean, you can't they can't stop their own government from acting, you know, um, very unfortunate situation. I just hope that things get resolved and um nobody else dies especially i mean that they're mentioning nuclear this nuclear that very scary stuff so uh what's up harvey man hope hope you're doing well my brother uh today's sunday i'm chilling out bikram says uh islam made green look like an amateur yeah man <sighs> absolutely absolutely he made Bobby Green look like he had no business in there. You know, um, he shrugged off one. It wasn't even like a takedown attempt. Like, I feel like Islam was kind of testing the water, just kind of like trying to feel Bobby Green. He tried to initiate like um, a clinch situation, like in the middle of the octagon. And Bobby Green like spun out, <clears throat> if I recall correctly. And But it, it looked like, I mean, it was really evident that Islam was just kind of playing with Bobby Green, just checking his reactions. He really didn't commit to anything. And when Bobby kind of spun out and shrugged him, off, shrugged him off, he didn't even look confident. <laughs> Usually when, when you stuff somebody's takedown early on, it's like you could see confidence in someone's face building. And Bobby, he just looked so tentative. He looked, <clears throat> he looked so worried about the takedown. Cause he knew what was gonna happen. I mean, he he knew. It's like it's like you know you could talk outside of the cage, but when you're in front of somebody and like you know how good they are, you know their skill set. It's like reality hits. <clears throat> and I know Bobby was saying that he walks around like at, at around 195 pounds, but he's got a he's got a smaller frame than Islam. Um. You know, his waist is smaller. He has, it looks like he has a smaller bone structure, his legs, his wrists. And, um, Islam looked a lot bigger than him. So it was like a big strength gap as well. <clears throat> Not a good fight for Bobby Green, but I respect him a lot. Like props to him for stepping up. I, <clears throat> I guess rumor has it a lot of guys turned the fight down. So Bobby, Bobby Green coming in like the BMF of lightweight. Taking the fight, so respect to him. 
Harvey says, I think Armin beats Islam in a rematch. Man is a complete monster. He is, man. I remember that um that first fight that they had in the UFC. It was extremely close, if, if I remember correctly. And back then, I think what it was like two years ago, <clears throat> two, two or three years ago, something like that. I remember I was asked to do like a breakdown for it. And it was very tough, like picking the winner. And I actually picked Islam <clears throat> and he edged it out. But I remember it was a it was a back and forth fight. It was like a grappling extravaganza, you know, very, very, very evenly matched. Harvey says um, Green wasn't getting hit clean on the ground, though. He was getting hit on the shoulder and the arms a lot, but he wasn't improving his position. Like Bobby said, Islam has a strong top game. Yeah, let me just take a sip of uh, tea right here. One second, guys. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, I saw that as well. Uh, a lot of a lot of those shots were hitting Bobby Green's gloves, his fists. Some of them were bouncing off the shoulder. Let's say there was like ten, like two slipped in, two or three. Uh, few of them were hitting them, and they look hard. <clears throat> but I don't necessarily think Bobby Green was rocked. But but like you said, he just he was stuck. He was completely stuck. Um, that top pressure by uh. Islam Makachev is like you just anchored down and he had no hope of getting up. So the ref did him a, a service of like, you know, not letting him take any more damage, potential damage. I wasn't mad at the stoppage. I thought it, I thought it was fine. It, it didn't seem like Bobby Green protested too much. I mean, he got up and he, he kind of put his arms out, had a couple of words to the ref, if I'm not mistaken, but he looked like he was done. <clears throat> Let me see. James says, um, didn't watch the fights yet, but I will. Oh man, so sorry, bro. I mean, we're like spoiling it for you, man. Really sorry about that. <laughs> uh Bikram says, I think Islam beats everyone in lightweight division except Chandler <clears throat> and maybe Charles, in my opinion. You know, Bikram, I feel like um a lot of those guys at the top, they're very evenly matched, and I feel like they could all beat each other on any given night. And I mean, I really, I believe that there's a path to victory for Islam Makachev against um, Charles Oliveira. I do believe he could beat him. And I believe he could also beat Michael Chandler, <coughs> you know, via, via submission, you know, after like softening him up with ground and pound, because I do think he has better overall wrestling. Let me just take a sip of tea one sec. But the thing is, like, those two guys in particular, they're also, like, tough matchups for Islam as well because Michael Chandler is a very physical guy. He's very strong. So he's going to be able to match, like, the physicality of, like, Islam Makachev. And also Chandler does have wrestling. It's, it's pretty decent. So <clears throat> he's not going to be necessarily easy to to take down and control like that. And he has knockout power. So... He could definitely catch Islam Makachev for something. You never know. I, th I think it's a it's a competitive fight. I probably, honestly, I don't know. Like, if I think about it right now at this moment, I might change my mind. But I would probably favor Islam Makachev, to be honest with you, like right now. <clears throat> I just think the man's on fire. He got crazy momentum right now. Ultra confidence. Um, and as far as Charles Oliveira, same thing, like... <clears throat> Dubronx is so dangerous on a feed. I believe he has better stand-up than Islam Magachev. Uh Islam's catch catching up, though. He's looking very impressive, very comfortable. 
I like how in the Bobby Green fight, he didn't just um, go for desperation takedowns. He bided his time. He was patient. He was showing like, hey, Bobby, like, I'm not afraid to stand with you. You know, he threw like a high kick out the gate. And um, yeah, he's looking he's looking pretty good standing. But I, I do think that uh, Charles Oliveira has better, cleaner stand up. Um, and as far as the ground, I mean, <clears throat> it could go two ways. I, I mean, I think. For sure, Islam Magachev has better better wrestling. Um, Oliveira got the got has the better submission grappling, no doubt. If Oliveira's on his back, um, I I mean I think Magachev would would do well. I think he would control him, and I think he has submission defense to basically, for the most part, like nullify what Charles does on the mat. But you just never know. I mean, you just freaking. You never know with Charles Oliveira. He got the submission record for a reason. So, but Islam's looking dominant, man. He's looking so dominant, even though he's fighting guys that are not super ranked. I mean, I don't, I don't really think it matters. Like he's just crushing people. <clears throat> His game is so freaking dominating. He really is the second coming of Habib with a better stand up. I mean, that's how I view it. His poten- potential is through the roof. <clears throat> Cayman says, um, oh, first of all, wait, uh, uh, Harvey says, going back to Armin's, uh, Armin's uh, UFC debut, he goes, it was U- uh, Armin's UFC debut, and he took it on short notice. Hey, man, <clears throat> full, train- full training camp dedicated for Islam. Be a good one. <clears throat> Cayman says, yo, I think Chandler is actually the worst matchup for Islam. He might be, he might be, man. I mean, for the reasons I mentioned as well, you probably feel the same way. The 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 wrestling ability, the physicality, the knockout power. James says, um, Tyson Fury saying he's gonna fight Francis and Cano next. Really? <clears throat> wow. Pineapple, aka Tristan says, What's up, Slam? Doing some school and dedicated to stop uh decided to stop by. Thank you, man. Thank you, bro. Hope school's going well. Hope you're having a, a smooth, good day. Appreciate it, man. <clears throat> but back to Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, damn, like, what would that be? That would be um, a boxing match or an MMA match? Because if it's an MMA match, I think Ngannou would just, like, crush Tyson Fury. If it's a boxing match, you gotta favor Tyson Fury. I mean, I wouldn't completely count Ngannou out, but, I mean, I would favor Fury, like, 70-30 in that one. <clears throat> you know, maybe maybe even 75-25. Alright, let me see. Cayman says, uh, we look at Chandler's previous fights against high-level grapplers and never been submitted and never been held down. I think he can keep his standing against Islam and potentially boom, one punch KO. You never know, man. I mean, that that may happen. The only argument came in is kind of like um you know, has he has he fought anybody um of Islam's like wrestling caliber, you know, that's the only argument. Like he's never fought Islam. That's, that's what people could say. Right. But you, you might be right. I mean, that, that exactly, you know, that might be the way it goes down. Maybe Chandler stuffs his takedowns and just keeps it on the feet and just blasts him. You never know. <clears throat> he's capable of it. James says, um, <clears throat> well, well, hold on. Let me go back. Uh, pineapple says Chandler has the best chance of beating Islam. Seems like a lot of you guys um, feel that way. <clears throat> Interesting. I can't say I disagree. I mean, I can't completely disagree. James says, uh, Chandler is a favorite of mine. I'd like to see him face Habib or Connor. 
Both of those fights would be amazing. I think he would give Habib fits as well. And against Conor McGregor, <clears throat> yeah, competitive. I mean, <clears throat> path to victory for for uh, Michael Chandler against McGregor as well. You know, if he gets Conor down, I don't really see Conor getting up. He's just going to smash on him. It's almost like Michael Chandler is like a bigger Chad Mendes. <clears throat> That's kind of like almost how I view him. More athletic in a way. So, and it would be cool to see Michael Chandler get a big payday. I think he deserves it. He's He's been um been in the game for a long time, you know. So, it's cool when you see guys get a big payday like that. And I think I think um Connor likes him a lot too. He respects him. James says Chandler is better standing up than on the mat. Bikram says Cayman. Uh, in response to Cayman, I agree. I can't see Islam keeping Chandler down. Chandler Chandler's wrestling is insane. Islam can't deal with that power. Uh, Harvey says Armin would destroy Connor. Cayman says I think Islam's kind of in a situation like Blonde Brunson was in. Blonde Brunson took everyone down when he went blonde, <laughs> but then he ran into Cannoneer. Cannoneer got up from the takedowns. Yeah, that, uh, way more physical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I thought that one was going to go the way it did as well. I, um, Brunson was having success early on. I, I didn't even think he was going to have that kind of success in the first round, but when when it hit the second round and it was going the way it was, I mean that that was pretty much how I figured it would go and he just crushed Brunson, man. Brunson I feel like Brunson kinda has like a cardio issue too. Like when he um exerts himself grappling and wrestling, he just blows his wad, man. It's crazy. <clears throat> Beacom says, Bro, at first I was thinking Kobe's gonna dominate, but I don't know, man. Jorge is hard to take down. I hope Kobe wins though. <clears throat> yeah man hey i may be completely wrong maybe completely wrong and i'll take my lickings uh if i am i'll get out here and say man jorge got crushed i was so wrong but i don't think that's going to be the case I, I i think jorge's going to put up a hell of a battle and you know um being being fully transparent i think jorge's going to win i think jorge's going to pull it off I really do. I mean, and I say that, and I do think Kobe's a bad matchup for him. I just, I just feel like Jorge is so motivated. He doesn't want to lose lose to Covington. He is difficult to take down. Um, I feel like he has more dangerous stand up, you know, finishing ability ability over Kobe for sure. And um, <clears throat> Jorge's preparing. He's been working with Bo Nichols. You know, Bo Nichols is a highly decorated wrestler. The guy's a freak. He's a phenom. And um, working with Bone Nichols is huge. <coughs> we got Ricky in the room. What's going on, Ricky? I hope you're having a great day, bro. Thank you for so, so much for hopping in the live. Ricky says, uh, Islam has great stand-up and defense. Uh, least hit fighter in UFC history. And his grappling is just on another level. Sambo wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu. Islam has it all. Islam versus Armin, too, would be great. That would be amazing, man. Yeah, Ricky, I think um his striking defense stats, like not getting hit, I think they 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 count um on the ground as well, just like overall. It's not just like when they're standing on the feet, so that makes sense. Um why his striking defense is so good, like, you know, uh not being hit wise. Because he takes guys down and you can't really hit him. You know, so <clears throat> but when he is standing, I agree with you, he's very evasive. 
it's not like he's like this like super um skilled offensive uh striker. I think he's getting there. He's got great kicks. He got awesome kicks to the body, great head kicks. I think he's getting there. Once his hands like catch up to like his kicking game, oh man, he's gonna be like even deadlier. But his defense is great. Like you said, he knows how to like slide in and out and just get get out of the way of shots. And also he's great at like timing takedowns. He did it to Bobby Green. If I remember, because I was like at a family gathering, but I remember Bobby threw like a one-two and it looked like Islam ducked under. And that's how he secured um the takedown. He got a hold of Bobby, rushed him against the cage and um just systematically broke him down. <coughs> that's just pretty much his MO. Kamis says, who would win, Musasi or Izzy? Honestly, I love Gegard Musasi. I think it's a it's a challenging fight for Israel Adesanya. I, I just don't know if Musasi could take him down. I think Musasi has great wrestling. He got great grappling. I think if he does get Izzy down and he has top position, I think he could even finish Adesanya. He's got nasty ground and pound. He got great submissions. He got great control. But at this point, I, I'm not sure if he could take Adesanya down. And Gegard is awesome on the feet. Man, his boxing is so good. But I feel like Adesanya would would edge him standing, you know? We saw what Uriah Hall did to Gegard Musasi. And if I'm not mistaken, they rematched and Gegard pretty much crushed him. But he still knocked uh, Musasi out. And I think it was like a spinning back kick to his head. It was like some freak thing. But if Uriah Hall could do that, you know, you, you best believe like Adesanya could do that. So I think right now with um Gegard being 37, I think he's like 37, 36, 37, I would give the edge to Izzy. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying that I'm right all the time at all. I'm wrong plenty. But um I would I would say Izzy 60-40. You know, that's how I see that one. I, I think Adesanya would edge it out. <coughs> Harvey says Kobe doesn't care if you stop his takedowns. He's going to try again and again. To weigh you down, he just wants to put it on you. I actually have a, a response to that. One second. Yeah, man. Uh, I agree with you, Harvey. That's a that's a part of uh, Kobe's uh, dominant game. You know, um, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't get discouraged. I think that's a huge thing with him. You know, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of grapplers, like, okay, Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is a fine example. You know, he got, I feel like he just mentally broke when Cannoneer started shrugging him off. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, Kobe Covington is not built like that. Like, that guy, that guy, you know, his whole game is 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 geared towards, towards like, breaking guys mentally. And a part of that is just, like, coming, you know, forward like a Terminator. You know, you can stuff... Nine out of ten takedowns, he gets that tenth on you, and um, <clears throat> that's all he really wants. He doesn't care, like you said, and it just it it wears on you physically and mentally. So it's a, it's a very very tough attribute to deal with. Kobe Kobe got a strong mind. I give him that. He's super tough. Jorge Jorge definitely has to be prepared for that. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, Jorge's tough too, though. That guy, I just do not see him giving up like that. He's he's a savage. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Bikram says, if Chandler wouldn't try to win fans over in a uh, firefight in the first round and use his IQ and wrestle, he would be champion by now. Um, That's a valid point. There's validity to that. Validity, definitely, for sure. Um, 
Chandler has like a skill set that a lot of fans might find boring. I mean, I don't find Chandler boring. I think Chandler's a, a fairly exciting fighter, but like you said, he gets sucked into these firefights to like, you know, be more exciting for the fans and it's probably costing him wins. We got Fock Rule in the room. What's up, Fock Rule? I got a feeling Kobe would finish Masvidal maybe in the third. <clears throat> hey, man. It's, it's possible. It's possible. Kobe's an elite. He's, he might be the second best in the division. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the best guys at 170 to me, obviously, uh, Kamar Usman. I feel like, um, Kobe Covington's probably second. I'm probably going to get flamed for this, but I really believe this. Um, Hamzat Chemayev is one of the best at 170. Re- I really believe that. Um, obviously, Gilbert Burns. Jorge's like fringe. Jorge's right. He's like hovering. He's like right around the top five, like six, something like that. Um, I, I believe at this point. Maybe I'm off at that, but he might be higher, maybe lower, but... Those are some of the best guys in the division for sure. <clears throat> uh, Pineapple says, do you prefer grappling or striking? And which one do you think is best to learn if the option is available? <clears throat> Me personally, I like grappling better. I do like striking. Um, I feel like um, this is just my opinion. I feel like grappling is easier to learn. <laughs> it's less painful uh, is less damaging. I feel like you can, you can do a lot more grappling than sparring, like sparring, you're going to get your brains rattled possibly and take damage, you know, bust your face up. And also you could, you could break your, your, your feet. If you kick somebody, it hits their, their knee or an elbow or their hip bone. I've had it happen to me in sparring where I thought I broke my hand. I I punched some guy's freaking pelvic bone and my hand wasn't right for like two months. I mean, you get so banged up from sparring. I I, I mean, I love them both. I love them both for different reasons. But if I had to be an awesome striker versus an awesome grappler, I mean, me personally, I would be an awesome grappler because I feel like if you have the two, like... Eight times out of ten, that grappler is going to take that striker down and just have his way with him. And and I think that applies to the street, and I think it applies to life. And even if somebody's bigger than you, if you can grapple, if you can wrestle, if you know how to manipulate somebody's body, if you have submissions, you're going to have a huge advantage. Like even if somebody's a lot bigger than you, you know, all you got to do is get a hold of their neck, get a hold of a limb in a certain way. And they may not even know that they're putting themselves in danger in a certain position. I mean, it's 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 so many things they could do wrong that, that they're not aware of. Being a non-grappler, you have such a huge advantage. Not to mention <clears throat> manipulating somebody's body, like balance. There's like a certain strength you develop from grappling and wrestling. And um, yeah, man, definitely. I mean, for me, definitely grappling. I would I would be uh, I would rather be uh an expert grappler than than an expert striker. Now, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this as well. If you're talking about, okay, street fights, one-on-one is one thing, but there's a lot of guys that would have the opinion that you would rather be like this nasty knockout artist because in a street fight situation, you get, get them out of there quickly, especially if there's multiple people trying to come at you. I mean, Chuck Liddell has been known to like knock dudes out in bars like one by one, like five dudes coming at them, bam, bam, bam. And that, yeah, that's really useful in a street fight with multiple people. But 
one on one, if you're you're a better grappler, it's it's again, it's such a huge advantage. I mean, look at Matt Serra and that one drunk dude. He didn't even have to hurt the guy. He just controlled him, maintained mount position until the cops came. There's tons of stories like that. Pineapple says, I strongly believe Hamza beats Connor and uh, Oliveira. I'll go out and say he beats Dustin too. Man, uh, it's like I don't even want to say these things myself yet. But even if I feel these things, dude, I think the guy's special, man. I'm going to refrain uh, from saying certain things and making bold predictions um, until after he fights Burns. And we'll see what happens. But if he runs through Gilbert Gilbert Burns, I mean, I, I feel like there's no denying him that he's a definite threat to the title. I think he gives all those guys, like, major problems. Like, 100%. Like, right now, I'll say that. Harvey says, I think Luque is better than Burns and Jorge. Vicente Luque is getting better and better, man. Luque is a beast. <clears throat> Luque versus Jorge would be fire. <laughs> that would be an awesome fight. Bikram says, of course, Hamza will beat Connor and Charles and Dustin. He's 170, 185 pounder. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if Hamza gets a hold of Connor, he's just not getting back up and he's just going to have his way with him. Harvey says, pineapple, uh, Hamza fights at welterweight and middleweight. And you're talking about him versus lightweights. Come on, dude. Ricky says, I heard Masvidal talk about Kobe not being able to handle body shots. I think he will try to go to the body to, to slow Kobe down. Kobe's a machine, though. Probably all the uh, bang energy. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. I'm I'm super curious to to see how that fight plays out. I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, there's so many ways that fight could play out. Like, if Jorge gets taken down right away early on in the fight, it's not going to look good for him. It doesn't mean that it's over because he could rally back like in the second and third round because every every round starts on the feet. So you always have a, have a chance to land something on somebody like at the beginning of every round, you know, it's like a reset and Jorge's so tricky and dangerous that you never know. <clears throat> but within that first minute of that first round, Definitely, if he takes Jorge down, it's not going to look good for him. Now, if Jorge stuffs virtually like all of his takedowns, uh, man, that's going to be very telling against Colby. But but then again, as the fight progresses, like Jorge's going to be fresher in the first and second round. It doesn't mean that he's going to be able to stuff takedowns in a third like that. So I feel like Colby's cardio and his pace is always going to be such a big hurdle. Jorge, I feel like Jorge has to fight the perfect fight. He has to be so motivated, come in aggressive, come in hungry. He can't hesitate. He has to fight the perfect fight to win. And I feel like Kobe just has to fight his fight to win. You know, so, and me saying that it sounds like I'm just thinking Kobe's going to win. I'm actually thinking Jorge's going to win. I think it's going to be very difficult, but I think he'll pull it off. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Ricky says, excited for Thug Nasty to come back next week. Great grappling. Barboza uh, is a tough out, though. Oh, Barboza's fighting next week against... Uh, is Thug Is that Bryce Mitchell? <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's, um, it's Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, man. What do you... Uh, what did you guys think about that Ariel Hawani interview with uh, Bryce Mitchell? I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw like 75% of it. <clears throat> you know, Bryce is entitled to his opinions. 
he was saying some stuff that was a little bit out there, but I can't say I completely disagree with everything he was saying. I do believe that countries that are disarmed are definitely vulnerable to invasions and oppressive government. You know, like our Second Amendment right is not just for hobby or for hunting. You know, it's for like defensive, you know, yourself, your family, your property, you know, from um, what is it, foreign and domestic terrorists, you know, uh, or, or oppressors. So, I mean, he had, he had a lot of points. I mean, because like Ukraine right now is actually handing out guns to citizens and it's, it's very telling, you know, we don't have to have guns handed out in the United States because like we have guns, <laughs> you know, we would be extremely difficult to invade, you know, it will, it will be like a zombie movie just with firearms. Like we would pretty much overwhelm any military force, like conventional, um, army that comes in. You probably would have to like nuke us to take over the land, and it's by you know if you do that, are you really are you really winning anyway? So <clears throat> I don't know, but yeah, a lot of people took offense to to uh, Bryce Mitchell's uh, interview. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Harvey says, um, if Jorge gets took down, he's gonna go through hell trying to get up. Kobe would just drag him across the entire cage and wear him out quick. <clears throat> Pineapple says, uh, we all got our opinions. Stay safe, man. You too, brother, man. And, and, and so true. So true. Beacom says, bro, it would just be an unfair fight between Hamza versus Dustin Connor. All of though. Uh, yeah, I, I think, man, Hamza is a big dude, man. It's like, he's not like super thickly muscled like that, but he's like ripped. He's got a lot of muscle. He's got that wiry, freaking strength grappler strength you know his tendons and his bones are probably so hardened from so many years of grappling that's a real freaking thing he's a beast man he's a beast but hopefully they finalize this gilbert burns thing i don't know if it is finalized but i'm dying to see that fight so i mean we're gonna have a lot of answers uh a lot of questions answered rahamzat with that gilbert burns fight Bilbo's in the room. What's up, Bilbo? Long time no see, man. Thanks for hopping in the live. We're just over here, you know, shooting the shit about fights and Hamzat. Bikram says Hamzat could be a true light heavyweight if you bulked up like 10 pounds. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he definitely could be a light heavyweight. He's got the frame for it. I don't think he's going to be out strength. Um, is that a word? Strength? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he would have a problem at lightweight at all. I mean, light heavyweight. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Like, the the three-division champ thing is not entirely impossible, Hamza Chimaev, when you, when you think about it, right? I mean, imagine a guy can make 155 as well, four-division champ. You know, he's like one of those guys that you just never know if he really is the real deal like that. But <clears throat> 170, yeah could possibly see it 185 yep i could see it 205 yeah there's certain guys that he could beat at 205 i think rather easily so but again it's it's like we have the like these assumptions and gut feelings and it's like we we just got to see it we just have to see it you know um visually we have to we have to have confirmation like if he smokes gilbert burns i mean i like there's no doubt like that's just going to completely solidify that the guy is the real deal i really believe he is 
Montrell says, if Rowan Hamza beats Gilbert, then I'll believe the hype. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even read your comment yet. And um, before I make, like, declarations and stuff, I got my my gut instincts with him and how I feel when I see, like, natural, like, talent and something special about somebody. That's how I feel about Hamza. I felt the same way about Connor When Connor first came in, you know, before he was even famous or winning fights like that, like I called it. I mean, I even have, I posted on social media about it. I'm like, this guy's going to be champ. This guy's going to be champ one day because you see like undeniable talent. Like, and you know, I don't know what's going on with Connor now, but back then, 2016, 2017, I mean, he was, he was pretty special to me, you know, his stand up specifically, his aura, his mindset, and there's something about Hamza Chimaev. There's something about this dude. Bilbo says, um, watch those Hamza Darren videos. Darren looked really out of shape. Hamza looks great. Yeah, Hamza looks he looked like a beast. <clears throat> Beacom says Darren uh Darren was gassed. He's not in fighting shape. <clears throat> yeah, he looked heavy. He definitely looked um I don't know if pudgy's the right word. He definitely looked softer. He looked fluffy. Fluffy's a great word. He looked fluffy. He looked like he was certainly over 200 pounds. Probably like, if I had to guess, Darren was looking like he was like 210, 215, fluffy. Harvey says, I had the same feeling with Piotr a long time ago. I saw it coming from a mile away. <clears throat> I believe you, man. I believe you. Uh, Harvey said it's the same feeling um, getting with Armin. Yeah, man. There's certain guys. Like, if you've been watching fights long enough, um, obviously, like, if you got some kind of experience yourself, like, training, um, you have, like, a radar, you know, for, like, fighters. You're not right all the time. I'm not saying that. You know, certainly I'm not. There's some people that have fizzled out, you know, but... There's certain guys, like, there's something about them, you know? Um, it's, like, undeniable talent. And Piotr Jan is undeniable, you know? So I don't I don't believe, I mean, um, I don't doubt that at all, bro, that you saw Piotr Jan from early and it's like, you know what? This guy's a monster. That's how I felt about Connor standing when he first hit the scene. I'm like, man, it's something about this dude. This guy's just going to be starching people. And, um, yeah, that's how I feel about Hamzat. I didn't necessarily have that feeling for Habib. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It took me a little a little bit to be like a believer in just how freaking dominant he is. Because <clears throat> if you look at his record outside of the, outside of the UFC, it's like you can't really name anybody. You know, and, and he, he has beat a lot of good guys later in his career. But a lot of his record, I mean, padded's a strong word. I'm not going to say padded. Because winning fights is winning fights, but he had a he had a lot of wins against like no name people that probably questionable talent. But regardless, twenty nine and zero is twenty nine and zero, and he did beat some good names. Pineapple says, "Who's next for Juliana Pena?" Oh, I think she's doing the tough show with um Amanda Nunes. So I'm I'm guessing she's gonna rematch Amanda Nunes. I actually got Nunes in that second fight. I had Nunes in the first one. I just feel like something was off with her. It looked like she was going to be in route to beat the brakes off of Pena. And, um, yeah, she just, she gassed out. I don't know if it was like the weight cut. She looked a little bit smaller to me than usual. And um, something was off. I don't know. Uh, Beacom says Pena and Nunes are confirmed and ready for tough. Yep, yep. 
<clears throat> Harvey says, I remember people saying Pyrrha's overrated and he's not beating grapplers and he's only beating old guys. Yeah, man. <clears throat> There's a weird thing that happens. I mean, I feel like, I mean, okay, so like a lot of people are not really educated in like um, just fighting. You know what I mean? Just mixed martial arts for whatever reason. And maybe like 85% of the opinions out there are from like casuals, you know, as they say. And they really don't even know what they're looking at, to be honest with you. You know, I've read a lot of, I read stuff for freaking Islam. You know, same thing. Like, oh, Islam's beating freaking tomato cans. He's not that good. Wait till he fights an elite. It's like, come on, man. Like, that dude's a beast. You know, like, stop it. Like, you don't know what you're looking at. Like, wh- regardless of what he's fighting, look at his skill set. Armando, uh, what's up, Mondo? What's going on, man? <clears throat> uh, let me see. Bikram says Nunez overlooked Pena. Yeah, I don't know what happened, Bikram. She definitely didn't look herself. I feel like Nunez definitely wins that rematch. Armando says, does Islam deserve a title shot in your opinion after beating Bobby Green? Hold, hold on one sec, bro. All right. So to answer your question, man, um, I just put up a video um, doing a recap on the fight. And I have to be honest whether um, anyone agrees with me or not. These are just my feelings. Like, yeah, I, I believe he deserves a title shot at this point because... You know, no matter how way, whichever way you slice it, like ten fight win streak is a ten fight win streak. It's it's just difficult to win an MMA period. You know, um, so many ways to win and lose. Like anything can happen, and this guy's on a ten fight dominant win streak. You know, Armin was a good battle for him. For the most part, he's like running through people. And if you look at the guys at the top of one fifty five, um. It's like a revolving door. It's kind of like Gaethje had a shot. He he dropped the ball. Poirier had a shot. He dropped the ball. Connor dropped the ball. Connor really shouldn't get a title shot next. Ferguson's you know on uh, on a downhill right now. You know who who else is there? Um, you know, uh, I say I say fresh meat. Throw some fresh meat in there. Throw a new contender. Throw a new challenger in there. Islam. Why not? You know, to me, I feel like he's earned it at this point. Harvey says, facts, even though the competition isn't the best, you can tell when someone is special. I'm not getting that feeling from O'Malley, even though I hope he is for real. <clears throat> See, for me, for me, Harvey, um, not his ground game so much, but in the stand-up. I, I, think, I think the dude is really good, man, standing. I feel like he could pretty much hang with anybody on the feet, you know, in the division, of course. But um, we'll see, man. We'll see. He's got to fight better competition. I think he does have a hole in his ground game. Cheeto Vera kind of exposed that a little bit, even though he hurt himself. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. Brandon Vargas. What's up, Brandon? Yo, what's good? Man, Armin looked like a beast last night. Hoping he starts advancing in the rankings. Crazy that he said Gregor Gillespie is scared of him. <clears throat> I wish I would have seen his fight, man. I have to... I was doing like a family uh, reunion type visit, so I was busy, you know, interacting and talking and stuff and spending time with my family, but they had the fights on in the background, and I I fully like sat down and watched the Bobby Green versus Islam fight, but I didn't get to see Armin fight. Um, I'm going to watch it today, actually. Yeah, he's an animal. He's an animal. Beacom says, if Benil wasn't hurt, I would favor him over Islam for the title shot. Okay, okay. 
<clears throat> I got to look at Benil's resume, like what he's been doing lately. I like Benil a lot. I like Benil. I have no idea what kind of streak he's on right now. But uh, Benil's great, man. He's great. He's like a world world champ at BJJ, if I'm not mistaken. And his Muay Thai is pretty sick. He's got really good stand-up. Islam versus Benil would have been freaking amazing, man. Too bad. Too bad we didn't see that. Beacom says it was a bloodbath. He cut Alvarez with a nasty elbow. Oh, I think I seen like an image of that. Yup, there was blood all over the place. <clears throat> Let me see. Brandon says, oh, damn, I hear you. The Armin fight got really bloody. Beacom says, I think a seven-fight win streak for Benio. I may be wrong, though. Let me look it up right now, actually. <clears throat> Just one second. All right, let me see. Let me see. Benio Dariush. Benio's still young, too, man. He got a lot of gray hairs. Uh, He's only 32. <clears throat> right now, Benio, he's ranked number three. Phenomenal grappling record. Um, He is on a... Let me see. One, two... He's on a seven-fight win streak. <clears throat> Some of the notable names, he defeated Tiago Moises, Drew Dober. He finished Drew Dober. Um, <clears throat> Tony Ferguson. Dracar Close uh, knocked him out. Scott Holtzman, spinning back fist, knocked him out. <clears throat> yeah, Benil's a contender. He's definitely a contender. He's 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 be, he's defeated more name guys than um Islam, that's for sure. <clears throat> Armando Armando says Benil beat Moises, Dober, close, Diego Ferreira, then beat ranked five Tony, seven fight win streak. Yeah, man, that's pretty good. It's an argument for him. Armando, but in my opinion, we need to make Benil versus Islam. It has to happen. That's a number one contender fight. <clears throat> I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, I think that's like super fair, super fair. If if Benil fights Islam Makachev, whoever wins that gets an immediate title shot. I think that's really fair. Manchol says, if Conor McGregor fought RDA instead of Diaz in 2016, do you think Conor wins that night? <clears throat> Honestly, I don't know, Montreux. Um, On one hand, I, I could see Conor like hurting RDA on the feet, possibly finishing him. Uh, um. <laughs> but at the same time, I think RDA, like prime RDA, like at his very best, I think he's a tough fight for Connor. I think if he would gets con, if he gets Connor down, I think he would probably abuse him. <clears throat> and RDA got good, he got good stand up, man. He's he's um high pace, kind of similar to Kobe Covington. I think he has like more power, you know. For of course, for like the weight class, for his weight class and his size, um, more more stopping ability on the feet. Really good Muay Thai. So, yeah, it would be competitive. I, I would give the, the striking edge to Connor, and I definitely would give the ground edge to RDA, uh, you know, in a probably in a, in a bigger way. So, I don't know. For me, honestly, thinking about it, maybe 50-50. That's, that's my honest feelings on that one. Harvey says, Islam's a dominant, uh, the dominant grappler. Armin's the most complete. Fiziev, uh, dominant striker. Fiziev got great. He has great stand-up. Super impressive. Bilbo says, Slam, I wanted to hear your opinion on this. If Colby <clears> or <throat> a beef is actually real, who do you think is right? Like, whose version of the story do you believe? 
Um, hold on, let me clear my throat, dude. One second. All right, so so I didn't I didn't see the latest segments. I kind of get the gist of what happened. Uh, Jorge's side is Kobe Covington gypped his coaches. He doesn't really pay fees. And he's kind of like a swindler, swindler in that regard, and like a turncoat. Like they were friends, and then and then Kobe kind of throws him under the bus for like fame and clout. Um, and then Kobe's angle is uh what like Jorge's just like jealous of him, and he's like a hater, and they never were friends and whatnot, this and that. And my honest opinion from like looking at their interactions and like past media. I'm kind of more inclined to believe Jorge Masvidal because like Jorge, I mean, if you look at Jorge's personality, like he doesn't come across like he's an act. Like he looks like he's just kind of being himself <clears throat> and Colby, Colby is an act. So it's kind of like, it's not like lying, but in a sense it's like, it's deceptive. Like what he's doing, like that's not really him. It's just like a weird, trolly, heightened version of him to get attention. So, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's deceptive. So you already see that he kind of has that in him to put up an act, to kind of like put up a front, to kind of be deceptive in some way. And, you know, in their past media, they look like they were, they look like they were tight. They look like they were super freaking tight and chummy, chummy, like good friends. So for Kobe to say like they never were like really tight like that, if I'm not mistaken, that that's what um what he was saying. Um, I I I don't really believe that. Now as far as like swindling coaches and whatnot, who the hell knows? Like who knows? I mean, Jorge don't necessarily strike me as a liar, so I don't know. It's tough to say, man. I don't know about the non-payment stuff, but they definitely look like they were tight. Hold on one sec, guys. Just trying to get rid of uh like a spammer. Alright, block. Boom. You're out of here. <clears throat> Alright, I'm back. I'm back. Beacom says I can't wait for the Ho- Kobe versus Jorge press conference. Facts, bro. Dude, that that one's it's gonna be so entertaining. <laughs> That's almost like a pay-per-view right there. I'm trying to scroll up. Armando, this is regarding Benio and Islam. Um, Armando says, because if they don't fight, they both deserve it. And I, and I have to lean towards Benio since he's being Islam's best opposition first. But then again, he pulled out against Islam, so it's iffy. Beacom says, uh, Brandon, I just don't want Armin rushing into the top five in case he loses. <clears throat> Brandon says, I feel like uh, he might be ready. I guess that's regarding Armin. Beacom says, I think it's more personal for Jorge than for Colby. He looks fired up. Yeah, I agree with that. That may help Jorge or that may hurt him. Jorge looks like the type that he channels energy, though. I think it's going to help him, to be honest with you. I think when he's motivated and he got a point to prove, I think he steps up. Like, he rises up to the occasion. A lot of people thought that um, Askin was just going to dominate Jorge and um, just take him out. I, I mean... If I recall, Jorge was the underdog in that fight, and um, <clears throat> he just freaking starts Askren. 
Let me see. Armando says, out of curiosity, <clears throat> what did you score to Izzy versus Rob? Two fight, close fight, or really tight rounds, two, four, and five. The only clear rounds were rounds one and three, which Izzy won. <clears throat> rounds two, four, and five were close. I mean, for me, Armando, like uh, I talked about it before, like I didn't, I didn't find that a robbery. It was like re- it was close. It was really close. Um, I feel like if Whitaker won, I, I mean, I wouldn't have agreed with it, but I, but I wouldn't. You know, it w- it was close. It was close. It was a very close fight. I remember, like, I looked at the stats. I posted them. I actually put up a video on this. And significant strikes-wise, Izzy beat him four rounds to one. And, of course, the judges are not, like, privy to this stuff, like, in real time. At least I don't think they are. They might be. Who knows with the technology right now. But black and white numbers, If you if you go look up... Adesanya versus Whitaker two in the UFC stats. Um, Izzy got him, you know, four rounds to one. So <clears throat> I thought it was a correct decision, but that's just me. Harvey says uh, if Jorge loses, it's going to be tough to see what's next for him. <clears throat> yeah, if he loses, is this going to be like fun fights for him if he decides to continue? You know, if he's lucky enough to get a McGregor fight. Uh, which I don't see happening. <clears throat> Connor probably wouldn't grant it to him regardless. He could do a Nate Diaz fight. You know, people I think will still tune in for that. But if he loses again, it's definitely going to hurt his stock. And it's not to say that he's a trash fighter. You know, he's done some pretty incredible things. He's an OG vet. He's had a great career. But his stock's going to drop. I mean, I think he may not want to retire because I think the guy loves fighting. <clears throat> But he should probably look at other avenues, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe <laughs> opening gyms or get getting into Hollywood TV shows, acting. You know, it, it may be time to start thinking about something else, unless if he just wants to fight for fun. Brandon says Islam had a great victory for sure. Props to Bobby Green though. Maybe him versus Dan Hooker or Brad Riddell. The guy Fiziev uh, beat last. That's a that's a pretty good one. Oh yeah, Brad Riddell will be that'll be great with Bobby Green. They're gonna just stand and trade and bang it out. <clears throat> Dan Hooker is another great one. That's a great pick. <clears throat> All right, guys, um, I'm gonna hop off for now. We just got in an hour, pretty damn close to an hour. I'll see if I hop on another live later. Maybe I'll hop on video and stuff. That's always fun. Uh, it's more, you know, personable and whatnot. But you guys have a great uh, rest of your day or night, wherever you're at. And hopefully I'll catch you guys later if I hop on, all right? Appreciate you guys so much for hopping on and uh, take care of yourself, all right? Later, guys. <clears throat>